Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Event Brew. So excited to be here on the mic. You're hearing the voice of Will Kern from Endless Events, and I am joined by the lovely Tui Deep of Hot Rock Creative and the ever-so-amazing Dustin Westling of One West Events. How are y'all doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, doing great. You're great at intros. You should always do them well. (laughs) Never. I I, I just like, I literally always just want to be the one that doesn't have to do it. Like, maybe I should just let the nose game be between the three of you guys instead of me. If you didn't know, by the way, we're missing uh, Nick Borelli from All Seated today. But um, he's going to miss on, out because we got a cool conversation. He's on dad, dad duty tonight, I think. Dad duty. Yeah. He gets Father's Day and then it's straight to dad duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That could be his excuse for not being here. But could you imagine if like our listeners, the second they heard Nick's not going to be on, they, it's just like our There's drops, like, our numbers. <laughs> <You just, yeah. laughs> we track how long we've been through the episode. Nick's not going to be here. Oh, yep. And well, gone. Okay. Now we know. know. He's the glue that uh, the, the sticky Mountain Dew that keeps us together. <laughs> An interesting interesting visual thank you for that <laughs> speaking of drinks and what we're drinking today what do you guys got in your cups what are you guys sipping on in your brews i'm drinking water today i'm still trying to trying to get through june well, i've had a couple slip-ups but uh yeah still <laughs> trying to get through june and shake the shake the COVID time habits of uh indulging a bit too much so just me and my mm-hmm. Cool, crisp, but Canadian H2O. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Tui, what do you got? So I think I'm going to send a case of these to Nick. It's a Yerba Mate. It's organic. Mm. And it has, what, it's only 120 calories. There's some juice in it. It's not carbonated. But what's amazing about Yerba, Yerba Mate is it's a tea, and I think it's the most caffeinated drink that you can have. But it's like healthy oh. for you as well. It's I think it's more than even coffee from what I've. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah, high energy infusion. Does it say in here? No. But it's like but natural energy. Nick Bradley, I'm sending you a case of these. Come come your way, Urban Mate. I'm not, I'm not being big for Urban Mate, but um, it's so good. Might need to try a different brand. Um, I'm drinking right now a summer, and I had to say this right to make sure I say it right, Darjeeling tea um, is what I'm sipping on. Very like oolong, burnt black tea tasting. Very, very good. Um, so shout outs to the homies at Luana's who uh, let me try some a new tea. And shout outs to hopefully I said that right. If I didn't say that right, you can correct me on Twitter. Darjeeling, Dar, Darjeeling tea. And someone so, will. So let's talk about drinks for one second. Um, is it Cristiano, the famous soccer Yeah, player? yeah, we were talking about this, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he moved the two Coke bottles out of the shot at a press conference and said, drink water and put his water bottle on. 
And I don't know what I was watching, but it said something like Coke lost two billion dollars in stock immediately. Oh, it's more. It's like four billion. Yeah, four what? billion dollars instantaneously in stock value. Yeah, I love it. I, I always wonder, like, like not to not not to shade anybody, but like it's like when McDonald's is the presenting sponsor of the Olympics. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this makes zero sense. And there's no totally. way that these like prime athletes are their their drink of choice is coca-cola it's it's very it's very odd so i was actually quite like good for you yeah and then you have to ask yourself hmm did they pay extra to get him to move those bottles out of the way because then yeah you have to think was it actually a move was it a stunt yeah opposite because coke got you know no bad press right like sort of thing yeah. Um, I, I thought it was interesting too that like um, you talk about like all these endorsements and how brands because it was like very obvious they placed the two bottles if you don't mm-hmm. get a chance watch the video by the way and the two bottles are right next to each other in frame like perfectly on the edge of the frame just really good product placement and you can tell he just grabs them and moves them off frame like I'm wondering if that was like an agreement between them and like the venue or something like, like wasn't him and yeah. you know that like him by him doing that is like also by the way coke you're not paying for me to have my likeness near here yeah on here you know i i believe he 100 percent knew what he was doing i think that those those especially top tier athletes like they survive on brand deals so he knows the impact of moving that and yeah yeah and then you have to ask yourself was that a part of the stunt like yeah i, I wonder I, if like, i never i never trust what i see so i'm always like yeah yeah <laughs> that's why we have you here <laughs> coke coke got more impressions by him moving those bottles than if they he would have just left them how many emails do you think his agent got that he was like, oh, yeah, drink water. And every single Coke, uh, beverage is like, oh, he obviously doesn't have a beverage sponsor then. And like email, like, you know, yeah. like Pepsi's hitting him up, uh, you know, like Gator. Well, I think I don't even know who's not owned by Pepsi and, and Coke anymore. So but yeah, no, like I'm wondering nobody. who hit him up. Darjeeling tea hit him up to, you know, uh, <laughs> to a sponsorship. Urba Mate. Um, can you imagine like Nick being the athlete though going up there? I know that's a very weird sight, but can you imagine yes. he goes up there and goes, like, Coke? Yes. No. It takes like toxic sludge and puts on it. Yeah. Like a, li- a lineup of caffeinated, over sugared, under. If there's like that's an when event Coke industry, stock actually goes up. If we do like an, an Olympic style event prof thing, Nick is definitely our captain and we're definitely sponsored by Mountain Dew. 100%. <laughs> Uh, you know what's really funny too is that now that I think about it, like so we always talk about how like celebrities are. And so this might get a little, little off talk. Maybe we can talk about this for another episode. But like the celebrities like um, manipulating the stock market and stuff like that. What if like Cristiano Ronaldo like shorted Coke, and then he yeah. knew that would happen, and then he was like short and then sell immediately or whatever yeah. it was, you know. Oh. Or the ultimate coup, Pepsi paid him to move the Coke bottles. Oh, <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> How much you and, and he's like, yeah, you're gonna pay me a billion because their stock value is gonna drop at least four billion. Yeah. For this. doesn't he? <laughs> okay, doesn't as an athlete, doesn't he have a billion dollar lifetime deal with Nike or one of the one of the I, yeah, things? I, it's it's got to be. Yeah, it's mega. Yeah. So, anyways, to all that to say, when those athletes do that, they know what the hell they're doing. They don't. Yeah, like, except for us, we don't know what the hell we're doing. We're not sponsored oh, wait, by like, any of our drink sponsors. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know one you may day. think that Mountain Dew is our sponsor, but it is not. And, <laughs> Yeah. Get us on to- topic to- here. Topic for today. Uh, so I brought this one. It's a little bit of a surprise topic I dropped on these guys. Um, they had no idea I was coming, but um, it was the topic basically about, and everyone knows this if you're listening to this episode because it's going to be like the title or whatever it is, but this weekend I attended a concert festival slash rave with like 15,000 people there. Woohoo! 
Um, and it was it was absolutely nuts. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna drop a link in the chat. Just make sure that you guys don't have this play through your speakers. Um, but I'm gonna drop a link to the chat so you can see pictures from it um, on here. But uh, long story short of it is that um, I've been kind of like I know everyone's like shocked. Like Will, the guy who locks himself inside mm-hmm. of his house, went outside. Um, I've been like slowly easing myself back in. Started kind of like with pool parties, and I think this is kind of everybody's natural transition. It starts with like small family gatherings, then pool parties with fr- close friends, and then you know going to restaurants. And I also I'm shouts to all of our international audiences who I'm super empathetic for as well because, and I know saying you're empathetic doesn't sound empathetic, but just the fact <laughs> that I know this is going to sound crazy. To some people who are not in the United States and maybe even people outside of Arizona, too, because Arizona is like just absolutely nuts. But I just figured it was a really good story to tell because it was, I think, similar to what some attendees are going to start to go through and may also just show how the industry is changing right now. But um, for me, it was pool parties um, and then uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was pool parties. And then I actually think the next big thing that I did was I went to uh, Joe Rogan. At a, in a theater, which oh, cool. was socially distanced setup, um, and you guys have always talked about Joe Rogan, but I'd never, I'd never listened to any of his stuff, and was just kind of like curious what it was going to be like, and it was a very, very interesting experience, which I think that's could potentially be a whole separate episode because that was indoors, and you know it had extremely high security compared to like a music festival slash rave, which also has high security, but you know they're not metal detecting people as they're right. as you're going in, you know. Um, and I also uh, got lucky that like I had a little bit more access than probably the normal attendee to this event. But yeah, Friday I went to the event uh, as a staff member. And was just you know mainly curious. Was meeting with a with a with a coworker about uh, talking about the event and kind of production that they were doing and everything like that. And um, yeah, and I walked in. I remember going backstage and I looked over. I go, "Wow, there's a lot of people here." He's like, "Just wait." And I stood on top of the barricade from backstage. You know how like those um, the people <laughs> the more heavy duty barricades the yeah. concert. God, blow through. Thank you. I'm trying to remember what the name of the word is. It's been so long since I've been to a concert. And so I stood on top of it on the step and looked over, and I was just like, oh, my God. There are so many people here. And I think, like, in that instant, it was the, the flip side of the, like, festival being canceled when I had come back from Belgium. I, like, basically was like, yeah. Like, I know COVID's not over, but, like, for me, I was like, this is the end. This is the end. I'm looking at it right now, mm-hmm. you know. Super anticlimactic, just you know, and I think Friday only had like 10,000 people, but my friend goes, Hey, yeah, we're going to come back here on Saturday. We're going to go to the actual event. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go no mask, nothing. Just go to the event. Um, there's no screening. You didn't have to have like a negative test. Mm-hmm. There was no proof of vaccinations. You know, they check your ID so you can buy alcohol. And then it was like 2019 all over again. And you guys are looking at the pictures and probably my favorite one, if you guys get a chance to click it, click the third, uh, the three rows down on the left where it's looking down on all the people, click and watch that video and give me, give me your reaction as it's happening. But we'll try to include, uh, you know, just imagine like a huge gigantic stage of people and it's a drone shot starting from like really close to the people and backs all the way out. And it's shoulder to shoulder, like on top of people, people on top of shoulders, you know, like it, it was insane. And like, yeah, 15,000 people. And you're just, you know, people were probably wearing a mask because of rave culture and stuff like that. But like other than the staff members and I think like security wasn't even wearing masks, if I remember it, maybe they were, but um, the bartenders were wearing masks. But other than that, it like it literally, if you took a picture, it would have felt like 2019. That's crazy. All over again. That's crazy. Well, um, we got to get there, whether it's 
you know, I think that some people are going to get there faster than others, but that's where we're headed and that's where we need to be back to. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm here in Canada and we, we were, we were struggling a bit to get our vaccines rolled out, but we've definitely caught up. I think we're leading the world in first dose now. So we've finally figured it out. And here in Alberta, where I am, where I, where I live, we're opening July 1st, zero restrictions, all restrictions gone, no restrictions on gatherings, potentially mask mandate because it's mandated um, by the city, not by the province. So mm-hmm. as that 15,000 person festival could happen in Alberta on July 1st, which is Canada Day. So um yeah, wow, we're, that's crazy. we're we're headed there. There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy. Um, for those that that know where I live here in Calgary, we have the Calgary Stampede, which is a large, um, a, a fairly large festival. Um, it happens over ten days. It's a combination of a music festival, rodeo, um, different rodeo athletes, um, mini donuts, carnivaly type stuff, and then the whole city kind of just turns into this. Uh, this this urban western town and everybody wears their their boots and jeans to work and um and they literally just party from morning till night and we do it for 10 days and the and so stampede stampede park will attract anywhere from a million to 1.3 million over those 10 days that will come through the gates and attend so that's a lot of controversy right now and there's a lot of people that are like why are you doing this this is going to be a disaster and um so so yeah i can uh i i can i i feel the angst of the community where you've got it really is split where a lot of people are like i'm over this i'm ready to go i want to go and do something mm-hmm. um can't wait to go stampeding as we call it and the the other half of the community is like it's too fast it's too soon what are the consequences of this and uh yeah so stay tuned because we'll figure out one stampede for you guys what 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 when is it taking place uh, it starts on July 9th, I think, is the beginning, and then it runs. Oh, wow. For, so, like, literally, days. you reopen July 1st, yeah. and eight days later, Stampede's yeah. going to come back. Yeah. I think it, I mean, if it's anything like this event, I think this, like, I think they sold even more tickets from Friday to Saturday because I honestly, I got kind of sold to go on Friday once I saw everyone kind of together, but I'm sure so many people were like, Friday, wow, there's so many people here. And then those people told, and then you probably were able to pick up people just being like, wait, there's an event? Mm-hmm. with that many people well i'm vaccinated i'm gonna be safe let's go and they just yeah. pick up and go and I, I mean i bet you a long-term event i bet you're gonna see like almost like a a curve up in attendance as for yours yeah. that's gonna be like exponential as it goes along. yeah yeah it is true and ours runs for 10 days so i think you're right i think that that in the beginning it might be it might be a little skittish and as people see that other people are going and the you know the the, the fomo kicks in but really interestingly about stampede and i'm you know i'm not talking out of school because it's all been published in the media but a lot of their key sponsors have pulled out and said um you know our oh, corp- we don't our, 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 our corporation and it's a really unique situation because what what a lot of them are saying is we're going to support you financially like we're still going to write the check but we don't want to do our events um we don't want our logos on this um wow. we we just want to take a year off from the brand side um because of the just the amount of heat that they're getting for continuing forward with the event and and i'm seeing i am seeing a lot of that where you know corporations are just not ready right so the music festival yeah. is you know that's 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 b2c it's very different but um the bdb business is still like we're not we're not ready to slap our brand on a big large scale event because nobody wants to be linked to you know if something happens after the fact and it's like there's there's no question that that fifteen thousand person festival that there was some covid kicking around there and people are going to wake up people are going to wake up and you know five to seven days not feeling so hot but Mm -hmm. like that's this is this is the road forward and um 
yeah. We're totally. I mean we're deba- we're debating right now uh, about you know some projects that are happening in July. It's like, do we continue doing any of the procedures? Do we continue? You know, there's no requirement for contact tracing as of July first. There's no requirement for um, for for any of the precautions that we've put into place. And now we're asking ourselves, so okay, do we recommend our clients continue to do these? Is that creating more of a barrier to getting back to work? Mm-hmm. Um, and our clients are asking us, what 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 do we do? And you know, obviously, it's like, well, where do you where do you feel you sit on this? Like, are you are you comfortable to reopen, or do you still want some of these restrictions in place? So I think I think for us, it's going to be a combination of both. We're going to have some clients that are like, let's follow the government guidelines to the T. If it's no restrictions, it's no restrictions. Whereas others are going to say, I think I'd prefer that we still have masking indoors, or that there's still you know extra space and extra room. But this festival has taught us we're probably not going to be doing this for a, as long as we thought we were, right? When we're yeah. looking at Q4 events and it's like, okay, we need double the square footage so everybody can have extra space. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're just going to we're going to we're going to slam our way back into this and yeah. muscle muscle our way out of this and muscle our way back to to normal normal capacity, normal restrictions. Which is that is good news. That is really really good news. I definitely felt like the it's it, it. I'm not sure if we talked about it on this show, but I've definitely been talking about it. It's just so anticlimactic. It's just literally just felt like felt like literally one day everyone woke up and everything was just kind of back to normal. I know that's not exactly what happened, right? We're talking. There's been six months of vaccinations been going on and things like that, but it like I thought it was definitely going to be like a. You said yeah, space things out too. What, what are you kind of thinking? Like what's your what's your gut reaction? I mean, you're looking at the pictures and stuff like that. Like what are you feeling like when you when you see this and. What do you, what do you kind of, what do you see? What's your opinion? Yeah. So one, my friend was at that concert or the festival. (laughs) That's what I was doing. Texting being like, Hey, what was that festival called that you went to in Arizona? So that's funny. (laughs) Um, And no, two, I agree. Fully agree with Dustin on it and disagree with you. I think it's actually shocking for people because all of a sudden the CDC said no more mask. And I just had a conversation about this yesterday where it might be a little controversial, but, you know, in the beginning of January, I went to the Bahamas for work. And then I've been to Miami for vacation. I just came back from Austin from our hot company's retreat, All Hands. And because I got to see so many places while I was traveling, here in L.A., it was really – I feel like it's, if anything, it's a lot like Canada, Dustin, where we were really cautious about it. And now I'm thinking, well – like we business is really suffered because of like putting these mandated things. And I didn't play devil's advocate because you know, there people died and all these things. Yeah. I feel like there, we just went really extreme on one side and now all Mm -hmm. of a sudden there's no more masks. And I think that's really shocking to a lot of people. Um, But I love it. And going back to Dustin, you were saying the clients, like what they prefer Um, since I've been planning some, live hybrid events now is it's there follow just the whatever the protocol is the mandates of that you know uh city destination but other than that like i i just recently suggested um a hand sanitizing station and they declined it so (laughs) you know we move forward with business like that's the client that made that decision and you know Mm, there was still some like mask just out if people wanted to wear them but yeah, it feels very like you're like awakening from yeah. from that. Or I guess yeah. it's like waking up really fast. 
It sure doesn't feel <laughs> like it's going to take a million little steps to get back. I think it's going to take a couple big leaps and we're going to find ourselves right back where we were. And, and that, you know, that, that, that is a good thing. I think that, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast before that there's probably some practices that we could keep <laughs> that we've learned some lessons <laughs> learned. And, you know, like, I think that this, if you're not feeling well, don't go to work and don't go to an event, like keep your germs to yourself. And, and that's not about being fearful. That's like, that just needs to become more common courtesy um which which is a good thing and i don't i don't want to see those masks ever again this is my oh go ahead well no i was just gonna come fast and this is disgusting but i didn't really know how to wash my hands like correctly until last year I, there I, were some moves really with their either like yeah. I never washed my hands like that yeah. and now I haven't gotten six cents but it's yeah. incredible yeah now I'm all like happy birthday to me <laughs> happy birthday to me I, I I've been really like yeah curious to like about like yeah what the future is going to continue to look like from there and the, the best practices on here but one thing i think I'll, I'll comment on when it comes to a specific event though is like god damn like it was so much fun and good like it was it was just like it, it reminded me of why i love music festivals right like we had been doing like watching a lot of concerts at home and we had been uh you know spending a lot of time you know enjoy like trying to do the like the what basically exists in the music industry and Nothing compared, and I know this. we have obviously primarily meeting planners, business events, people listening to this, but I think there's some similar takeaways to this, but just like nothing compared to like the loud sound system, everybody dancing around you, and the, like the dopamine release that you get from this is just like insane. And I think that, you know, I thought to myself like, yeah, I can like, I've been really enjoying these raves that, you know, hanging out and listening to music and dancing in my living room and like, wow, this is so great, but, like, oh, my gosh, when I literally just – there's tons of people around you, and you see someone, like, like go, whoa, my God, they, like, love a song, and they're freaking out, and you're just like, I know what that's like, you know, and or you hear a song that you love, like, that was just so much fun, and, like, you know, just having the space to explore and having this place to release, which was crazy. And so one thing I'll add on to this, by the way, which is what kind of will maybe add a little bit of craziness to this. Like, you might think to yourself, okay, yeah, 15,000 people. You know, I'd say this was a bit – so two – Two contexts of this, and I'm really trying not to give away what the event was uh, because I also don't know if I'm going to get, like, slammed for this event in any sort of way. No. But two, two, two things. The artist that played was extremely niche for a music genre. Like, they call it bass music. So, like, dubstep, drum and bass, mainly dubstep on this one. And very, very niche. Not like Skrillex was the artist. I'll just put that out there. It's not like someone big named. In fact, if I say it, I know Dustin's never heard of this artist before. I, 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 and you guys are looking at it right now. You guys have probably never heard of any of these artists before. I wasn't a big fan. I was actually not planning on going unless my friend was going to go. And so that's one thing. Very niche artist. It's, and we kept talking about because he's in the industry. He's like, this is the biggest art like turnout I've ever seen for this kind of music and especially this artist. So I was like, wow, okay, that's crazy. And so I think that's uh, evidence of it. But here's another thing too. In Arizona, it's already hitting 120. And granted, this is a little bit further out, so it cooled off a lot faster um, in the city. But, um, you know, it's like probably 106, 108 out in the middle of like a dirt field. And, um, you know, it was not like they had misters and they, they do a really good job, like spraying people with bottles. And like if you look too hot, they're handing free water bottles out. So like people are really doing a good job to stay hydrated and keep it safe. But like if there wasn't a fat, if there was like you, you talked about, you're going to go in the middle of a dirt lot. It's 110 out 
and they're you know like it's <laughs> you're gonna be listening to bass music which is really not popular i bet you most people would be like no nah, i'll just stay home tonight but then had a record turnout of an audience and that big of an audience plus all the fear of covid like i think that's what made me just go like yep you know you all, all it takes is you know skrillex to come to a show and you'll have four times you would have four times as many people there um easily so that was i think is crazy i think they're we're just seeing the pent up like mm-hmm. demand for this kind of experience and i remember like talking about this oh yeah there's gonna be a big resurgence back and stuff but man like it's it's really weird to see it visualize 100 percent in front of your eyes do you think so that, wait, uh, question were the... people masked up oh <laughs> uh chewy you go first <laughs> i was gonna say was were people masked up and like really close to each other or were they no, socially no, distanced? No, no masks. Like, I mean, my, like, oh, the three of us, no masks at all, walking in, you know, anything like that. I mean, like, I've been – and I, I'll admit on air and say this is that, like, I've been pretty maskless now probably for about a month because since I'm, like, well beyond being vaccinated now. And all my social circles are 100% vaccinated and I'm not spending time around people who are vulnerable um, or immunocompromised. So, um so, I, yeah, in Arizona, we haven't really had any real restrictions. And this was like well, the restrictions got lifted, and I stayed masked for a while. And it wasn't until I started going to a couple more social events and I started being around people that I had no idea if they were vaccinated or not and seeing that everything was fine, you know, that I started kind of easing into it. So, again, this was like – this has been like a process probably over the last month, maybe two months for me. Uh, but uh, the staff was – the staff who were all working like the bars and the food stations all were wearing masks. I'm trying to remember whether security was wearing masks, but – I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I just don't remember. But again, like, they're grabbing your ID. They're helping you get your bracelet on. Like, there was lots of contact. This was not like a, oh, come here and use your iPad to check in, no touch list. And no one was going around sanitizing anything behind you. Um, yeah. You know, it, it it was like, yeah, completely massless. And, you know, and I remember even backstage, uh, I will say that I'm pretty sure backstage, None of like production crew, no one's wearing masks or anything like that as well. So I think the probably the bartenders are wearing it because it's a little bit you're like touching food and stuff like that maybe um, is. But I, I made a bet with my friend. I said, come back next week when they do another festival again. Um, probably not as big, but I bet you they'll be like, look, uh, a week went by. We didn't get anyone saying they got COVID. Well, not no more needs for masks or something like that. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not a week. Maybe two weeks. It's gonna yeah. go. They're gonna be all gone real soon. Yeah. It it seems a bit. It seems a bit silly to put, you know, one percent of the people in masks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and here's and I know contact is not necessarily. I I saw some. And again, this is me probably reading headlines more anything. But I think I saw something saying they found that contact is not the biggest piece of COVID. Yeah. Too. It's all about respiratory airborne. Uh, yeah. airborne. Yeah. Um, but like. The water stations, literally like 200-gallon jugs of water. Everybody's going up and touching it and, you know, like – and you think the water supply would be the one thing that they'd be like, look, we'll fill up your water bottle for you or like let's do touch lists or – no. It was yeah. like – I swear – when I say it was like – it literally if you didn't go to a food station or a bar and you just walked in, you probably would have thought you were in 2019. You 2019. Think you think you had time traveled. It's, it's nostalgia now. Um, <laughs> so, well, let's talk about the demographic. Let's talk about mm. who is there That's smart. and let's like, let's break that down. Cause I think that matters. Yeah, totally. Totally. So we're talking electronic music. Um, definitely. Like I think with this kind of dubstep bass music, you're, you're skewing even younger technically 
of an audience than a typical pure EDM show because I think bass music is very popular among like I'll just say it now the TikTok generation because right. it's very much like quick drops with a lot of samples from like TikTok videos. You know, like yeah. you'll hear Daddy Chill probably like a hundred times. Daddy Chill. <laughs> what even is um, that? So, <laughs> so it definitely I think skews that way. I would say that I didn't feel old, which I have felt old at raves before, but I didn't. But you can definitely look around and you can see that it's much younger. Also, this was an 18 up show. So I think that be, mo, uh, some raves, they do only 21 up because they're like, look, we're just going to do full open bar and everything like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely I think it's skewed a little bit younger. But I would say probably maybe I'd say the average age was in the 20s, early 20s, maybe. Um and you know, but you would definitely see some older folks here and there, but definitely it's not like a you're not seeing Paul Oakenfold or right. um you know like some let's name like an old school old school EDM DJ like that would probably bring out my age and up um on there um so I think that also plays a key to it too because yeah like, I mean let's talk about safety I mean like we obviously know COVID affects you know the older demographic way more and whereas like you know probably a business event it skews. You're not doing 20s and ups. You're seeing 30s and ups probably at like a big business conference. Right. And so. I think and I think there's a different mindset in that, right? So if you were to, you know, I think that you can't take the example of a, you know, teen to early 20s rave as the way the rest of, you know, the, mm-hmm. the rest of the population is going to feel, right? So it's mm-hmm. like chances are pretty mm-hmm. good if you tried to drop 15,000 um, more mature adult professionals into a space, they are more likely to be like, what the fuck Bingo. is this? Like, yeah, yeah, that might be True. a little bit too much too fast. But I think as an industry, that tells us where the opportunities lay for this bridge time, yeah. right? Where it's yeah. like, if there's opportunities to do work with, you know, create experiences for young people, because those are the people that are going to be the first to be like, let's go, let's party. Mm. And maybe, you know, the, you know, the, the gala for the 70 year olds, maybe we're not there yet. Maybe we got, maybe mm. we still got a little bit of time until that feels comfortable or until we can remove all measures and get back to what we know is normal. Ooh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Like it's almost like, do you guys remember what the transition for when COVID was starting to happen and everything started shutting down? Do you remember what the order kind of was? Like, I feel like it was basically <laughs> like that it was, you're like, I said, feel like it was reverse everything. order. Yeah. Like it was everything, but like I feel like concert, like people were trying to do concerts outdoors for a yeah. little bit still. I think, yeah. um, as like things were kind of shutting down, and like obviously throughout this, like you know, park and raves have existed where people drive up and listen to concerts. They've been doing like the the pods and the yeah. you know spaced out concerts for a while. Yeah. Um, but well, definitely, I think, like I think it's business. I think it's fair to say that we fucked up the order, right? I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a lot of populations that did it right and locked down the most vulnerable. Yeah, and like, how many how many nursing homes got absolutely ravaged by COVID? And it's, there's no excuse true. for it. So I don't know that we really successfully saw the right order of shutdown. And I think those were the things that put us all into peril. And had had we done some things better in the beginning, we probably wouldn't have been in the full lockdown state that we all were. But Let's, mm. Maybe we'll stay away from that topic with too much detail because it doesn't matter anymore because we're on the other yeah, side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Everyone's like, I don't want to hear you talk about virtual events anymore. <laughs> I know. Thank, thank God. But thank imagine, you guys, like what we were saying on the podcast 
you know, like what our viewpoint was. I think we didn't we do one about predicting the future, like where we are now. Probably. We happen? probably I, it's we gonna be go funny to listen, listen back to, to this last year's worth of episodes and like be like, Oh wow, we were we thought we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> I really thought that you were always gonna have to ask about well, I feel like you can still now, like COVID compliance and safety protocols. Mm. Like I was like, You're definitely gonna have to add that to your site inspections and completely shift the way that you think about vetting suppliers and venues. Yeah, well, maybe not as much as we thought. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and granted, like, I, I'm, I don't, I had staff credentials, so I didn't have to go through the ticket buying process. But I know for a fact on the, um, like, the ticketing page, it said like a lot of warnings and things like that. And I, yeah. and I've been watching like a lot of concert lineups and things like that. I'm pretty sure when they bought a ticket, there was like a 20 page legal document that said, you know, you know, COVID exists. Yeah. Here's the. The warnings, yeah. like it's transmitted by air, even though we're yeah. outdoors, it's chance you can still. I'm sure there was some huge waiver that got signed on it, just like we're all signing these waivers right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's very, very curious uh, to see. Um, I, I think the, the the sad part for me about this whole process is remember, like, remember that we talked, I think we even talked about it on this show, is that they did that one concert. That they did the test study in the arena to see, like, did circulation yeah. help and I who got it? I think it was it? a theater, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, and it was kind of a Germany. small thing. We didn't, And we didn't do a ton of studies because I think we were like, look, we know this is bad. Like, we don't need to put a ton of money into this. I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to skip the study thing because I think there is some data that might help with future pandemics and future disease spreading and things like that. But, like, I kind of wish, like, every event was collecting data on, like, transmission and everything like that because, like, I'd be really curious to know um, how many people actually got COVID from this car because, like you said, it was definitely there. And there was – you know, statistically, there had to be at least what I think like sixty percent of Arizona's vaccinated fully right now. So forty yeah. percent people are either half vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And you know, I'm I'm sure there are people that were completely unvaccinated. Like, curious uh, what of course kind of transmission. Yeah. yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know because I assure you, there's no there's no proper contact tracing mechanism in place anymore. Yeah. And it's probably totally. not even it's not even the festival, right? Like a contact tracing mechanism only really works if you've got buy in from the state that you can use information. So if there's no requirement yeah. for them to report, then then it doesn't matter. We're probably actually never going to know and that might be a good thing, right? That you know, well, it's a good always... thing for the organizers for sure because yeah, well, they, I'm sure that even if they did it privately, they would never release that data publicly yeah, at all because they're like, they don't want to admit. Like, that's a, a liability, basically. You know yeah. that it came from your event. It's a good thing as we restart, right? It's a good thing that we're not going to panic every time something happens because this this is the road forward there's no such thing as zero COVID. there's no zero COVID plan here it's like we have yeah. to we have to get to herd immunity and then we have to work our way through this and that mm -hmm. like that is it we can't just sit back and wait until it just doesn't exist anymore because that's not that's not the road forward do i think fifteen thousand person festivals with no safety precautions might be a bit early yeah but you know it's, you know, it's, you, it's opt it's it's opt in. I think that's one important thing about business versus these like festival events too. I love take some personal responsibility. If you know that you're compromised, you know that this is not a safe place for you to be. Then you don't go. You sit it out for one more time, and that's not you know that that may suck for some, but you know that's that's the road we have to take to get forward. So don't send me. And it's funny, like comment. I'm curious to rewatch my opinion now too, because now that I'm like transitioning back into real life, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Um, I think you guys, I think your reaction, it was totally valid. You're like, Will, you like literally the guy that didn't go to any restaurants for like 
five six months really i couldn't i couldn't believe how locked up you were i was like i, I, I was go, really locked up I well because I, I think i think part of me was like look if this is really gonna like if i'm gonna stay focused and i had work to look at but like what's interesting is now coming out of it is like i just feel like i would probably laugh at myself then but granted like i'm now vaccinated so i think that's also what helps a ton is now i'm seeing it i'm not getting sick like everything's fine so i think that kind of plays into it in some some ways as well so i think um do you guys have any other questions you want to ask me of what it was like at all? And then I have a question for you guys. Uh, no, I think you, I think you painted a pretty good picture of what it was like. And I'm, I'm curious to see what was consumed, but we can talk about that offline. Uh, <laughs> lots of water. Lots, lots and lots I, of water. I, I went through so many bottles of water for sure. You, you did you did yeah. describe the water station in detail. So I do believe yeah. that. Uh, I, it was cold too. That I don't oh, know what wow. they dumped like oh, tons of ice in it. Of, whatever oh, the hell yeah. it was. But, but yeah, like maybe yeah. we can talk about like, yeah, how do you plan an event in 120 degree weather and 50,000 people shoulder to shoulder? But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. But okay, so I have a question for you guys, and maybe this is like I think that we're gonna probably. I have a feeling we're all gonna start to share some of our event experiences. We attend events and still plan events and things like that. But I'm curious when you guys go to your first one it's for you to compare your opinion to this. But um, Dustin, you said like maybe you wouldn't go to this, and I'm curious to hear what two things. But like if I said to you, hey, next week. Um, awesome artist is playing. There's gonna be like twenty thousand people there. You're fully vaccinated. Are you gonna go to an event like this? Yeah, I'm totally going. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you have Stampede too coming up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally am gonna go, and nothing has changed for me. It's like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, if I if I don't feel comfortable, if it's not my thing, and then I'm just gonna leave, right? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna deprive myself of the opportunities to go and find experiences. And you know, I think for me personally, I will be just fine. Like, I don't, I'm not. I'm not overly overly worried about it because I'm you know and don't don't shit on me for saying it, but I'm also young and healthy, and it's like I'm not in the age group that should be really concerned about this. And yes, mm-hmm. young yes, young people can get COVID. Yes, they can have adverse reaction, but it's it's such a it, the probability of it is so so low that yeah, I'm in. I, I'm there. Tell me when. Mm. Nice, Tui. What do you think? Is there a VIP booth? And that is access. actually a good answer. Yeah. The best VIP. But Let's, the VIP, you're shoulder to shoulder too. That's fine. Let's talk about the hosting. That's actually what I need. <laughs> Do I ever have line. to wait in line? That is, that's Which, the Which, by the way, they had the craziest, like, curly, not curly fries. They were, like, regular French fries, but, like, they, like, shaved them almost like chips, but thick chips. It was crazy. That was the, probably one of the weirdest parts about the whole you are experience. Like, you're like a little kid ex- describing his, like, eighth birthday party. <laughs> so and, then, like and, then, and then? And then? And then? And then? Oh, my God. And then? Doesn't well, look. Well, doesn't look. So, so, Tui, I'm guessing you're in then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, n- n- not even thinking about COVID. I'm, like, thinking about like who's performing? Like who's coming? Let's assume it's a great, it's an artist that you really like. You know, you're going with good people, right? Like you know all the things nice? that, yeah, yeah. Doing um, what the last concert I saw, like big concert I saw the day before COVID. Tame Impala, huh? Tame Impala. I would oh totally go to Tame Impala with Which, you. By guys. the way, like one month away in Phoenix, they're coming back finally to do that arena show. They were sp- that because you got to see them on the, to- the the first leg of the tour. Yeah, they were supposed to come to us then, and oh. yeah, we didn't end up getting it. So we're, I'm getting to catch. I get the like leftover to the the, the sloppy seconds from two. <laughs> Tame Impala two years later. There you go. It was a great concert. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So yeah, t- Tame is gonna be d- dope. So but. Anyways, okay, cool. So that was my, my question for you guys. But we can, we can wrap this one on up. I just thought it was a cool story to share. And, like, 
um, I'm starting to see it a lot more that like friends are posting this, like we're starting to talk to our team about it and people like everyone has kind of variant, but you know, again, like I will say one more time too, like this is obviously Will Curran's experience in Arizona <laughs> as a fully vaccinated, yeah, young guy who probably not going to get a sick earlier this changes like it's different based on all those variables that we've talked about so far on this but i thought it was just kind of a glint it was this weird vision into the future that we're going back to um <laughs> back to the future um mm -hmm. and i just thought it was kind of a cool story to share because you know if you had told me on friday afternoon before i decided to go to that first uh the behind the scenes and see the whole thing that like i was going to witness twenty thousand people it's shoulder to shoulder at a concert. I would have said you were crazy, you know, and I'd like now I can't imagine any other like my mind is totally changed now. You know what else is so. actually really cool about all of this is you're not ashamed to talk about it. Yeah. Like I used to be ashamed. Well, you still won't tell us. You still won't tell us what the festival is. You haven't named it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think it's because well, you're it ashamed. Barney and friends. <laughs> yeah. More so, I think I think I don't want ice. to. I think I just don't want people – A, I don't want people to start following me around where I go and party and have fun. <laughs> just kidding. But no, I think that I want – I want to protect that like no one goes and completely shames this event for happening and – you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think it's also – it's also not the point too. It's yeah. about – the point is that it's shoulder to shoulder, 15,000 people. Literally, we could have gone into a book reading club yeah. and sat together for four or five hours rather than in concert. But um, I, th I figure it's, it's more so about the story and the description of the event because like again like we over these last couple of years or last couple of years forever the last year we've been just like describing as big groups and yeah. oh my gosh it's at an airport mass, or oh it was gathering. indoor outdoor you know yeah. and that sort of thing and it yeah. wasn't really necessarily i think it mattered whether you were a b2b event and i hope that people who are listening to this didn't and i should have said at the beginning that i should have told people who are in b2b that no matter even if you don't do festivals you should have still listened to this because it is it, it's all affects us in the same exact way the same way that like when i was supposed to go to belgium to go to the music festival i saw that get canceled before my clients canceled any of their events in the mm -hmm. united states b2b so if you think about it in reverse you're seeing the first big concert come obviously not in belgium but uh first big concert coming well actually i guess so it, like in europe it was crazier for covid than it was in the United States. The United States was like not even considered like banning travel in any sort of way. And the EU is starting to ban travel in some ways. So it's almost like the other way around. The just US is now first to get out of it because of the, the vaccine situation. So it's almost like the reverse of that. And I just, I'm, I'm hoping that this comes as a sign to someone to say like, don't be afraid, go for it. Yeah, well, I think, I think interestingly, we have followed science and followed the doctors. Um, up until this point and we trusted them to make the decisions and we accepted the lockdowns and the you know businesses being shut down and all the rest of it and now we have to continue to trust them when they say it's time to reopen when they say that mm -hmm. that restrictions can come mm -hmm. off let's not second guess that and be like well i mean you know the head the the head doctor says that we can but let's be let's be on the safe side and keep all these precautions like let's you know, let's 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 do what's right. Let's let's make sure that our clients are informed about you know what is and what isn't, and um, let's not drag this on any longer than it needs to. And I'll add into that. You know, I don't think that I would shame anybody. I would totally still go. In fact, I'm going to events coming up in the next couple months that full testing, verification of vaccines, and things like that. And I'm not disappointed. I'm so okay with doing that. I'm so okay with any restrictions. I'm okay with if I had to go to a concert with a bunch of pods totally would be cool with it um you know 
and I think I, I would never shame I shame safety. I don't think you would. It. I don't think you would. No. I think I think you just got a taste of 2019 freedom. And I think that if you oh. showed up to a concert and you were putting oh. a pod, you would stand there and be like, "This isn't necessary. This isn't like oh, this okay. is a, this cool. is not the experience that I want anymore." And I think we got to be careful of that. And I think we've got to make sure that we read the audience properly and not put more Ooh. restrictions on them than what they expect. One hundred percent. Oh shit. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Okay. I'll take that a hundred percent and. I leave that as a little future note for future will and see, like, I want to see if that happens. And yeah. I mean, again, I'm going to some events that I'm literally like, I don't, I think I actually probably have the easiest that literally because I'm vaccinated, I can just literally, I show the vaccine card and I'm good and I can just treat myself as a normal attendee. But yeah, I guess I'll see kind of what ends up happening because of it. Um, but one thing I'll also add too is that I'm also going to be really interested to see what happens if we are listening to the doctors and the scientists and they're saying, Hey, it's all good. But if we like whiplash, I don't know, some variant comes comes back that makes us turn into zombies or something like that now we have to go back into it as well uh it'll be really interesting to see kind of what that kind of looks like as well and i'm also okay with the industry being like all right oh sh- well yeah now we gotta yep okay maybe we do have to move pods because yeah, i don't want to become a zombie um on here so that's just something <laughs> well if you ask about. some people that's what the vaccine is going to do to <laughs> us that's a different <laughs> different topic for another different day. topic different topic different topic thank god's at the, the end of the episode uh where no one who at this point wants to listen to me anyways uh <laughs> all right so let's sign off uh this is a long one uh so yeah close closing thoughts uh from you guys and then i'll do the outro <laughs> Uh, all my opinions come from a person that had COVID last week and just got out of quarantine today. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's okay. Why, that's well, why we I'm didn't record okay. last week. Oh, that, that, I, I feel like, yeah, okay. I'm glad yeah. you're okay. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Two, any final thoughts? Leave us with your wisdom, sage one. Oh my goodness. This is going to be horrible. I don't have anything. I just can't. I'm debating if I should go take my hammock out to the palm tree park or listen that is, if i that should is keep working ever i is it I that's like all i'm thinking about right now take, i'm like should i go i could take that sun. damn hammock and go do it you know if there's I'll one thing that, that you guys yeah if there's one thing this story has taught you is that don't second guess yourself and go do what you want to do right now because for so long we haven't gotten a chance to live our lives and now we get to so there's that final thought translated YOLO. <laughs> thank, you. thank you everybody for listening to my story i hope it found it helpful and exciting and everything like that um feel free to tweet me or shame me if you all want to or send an email I'd love to hear what you think um, if you think I'm crazy let us know you can shoot us an email eventbrew at helloendless.com don't worry at all we literally listen to all your feedback so don't hesitate to unleash on us we love to hear your feedback I mean that's the point of this is the real talk of the events industry it's not meant to be filtered or anything like that and that's why you, this is the only place in there you'll ever hear Will cuss <laughs> so um, <laughs> thank you all for to- tuning in to eventbrew I'm going to go back to 15,000-person concerts, go dance my face off, and Tui's going to go to the hammock, and Dustin's going to go stampede all around. So thank you guys all so much, and we'll see you next time on Event Brew. Bye. Bye. Do we have to say bye? It doesn't hang up. I was waiting for you to say bye. Yeah. Yeah, Say bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.